Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I think it's an awesome podcast, and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to a very special Wrestling Predict Cast. It is the first of our Wrestling Predict Cast results show. So rather than wait five or six weeks between episodes, we're going to be looking back at the last pay-per-view, or in the case of this month, the last three pay-per-views in the last two weeks, to um, see how we got on, have a look at the results, but also to talk about where WWE are going and how well they did. So we're going to start off. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me as always... First, he's a veteran. He's a little bit of a legend killer. The Randy Orton of today's episode. It's Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you, mate. Yeah, doing good. I've just uh, we recorded this on the Monday uh, after payback, so I spent my uh, 5:30 till 7 a.m. shift with my daughter trying to cram in uh, payback, um, which was uh, yeah, we'll chat about it in a minute. What a way to start the day. <laughs> well, what a way to start the day. So really, I have to wait twelve hours between uh, watching the watching the pay per view and speaking to you, which is much better than the normal four weeks. I yeah. still forgotten half of it, but you know, what <laughs> <laughs> sort of sleep deprivation will do to you. And joining us as the third of this episode is the man who's hoping to knock Joe off his perch as the champion, the Keith Lee of today's podcast. It's Luke. How are you, Luke? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'm happy now. That's the first good one you've ever given me. So really pleased. I'm not having that. I don't know about that. I'll have to go back and check. What's your nickname, mate? Limited. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to start. We've got three pay-per-views. Um, when we plan to do the results show, we plan just to talk about the one pay-per-view that we've just done predictions for, and then WWE decided they're just going to go mad with pay-per-views um, for like over two weeks. But to be fair, there's been some really, really good stuff and some not so good stuff, which I'm sure we'll get to. So we'll start by looking at TakeOver because it's only four matches. It's probably not so much to say about it. Um, And, okay, we had a Finn Balor um, match right at the very beginning. I don't think anyone's got anything to say about that, have they? No, not really. That's exactly (laughs) what. You are missing the pre-match show as well, where Breezango got their number one contender slot. Am I? Am I really? There's actually five matches on the main card as well, so there's, you've missed out two matches so far. We only, we only just started. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said we got, we got four matches to discuss, and we're not going to do the, uh, the Finn Balor one, because it was nothing. And I didn't even know they did a pre-show for takeovers. I didn't even know they did pre-shows for takeovers anymore. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a, a classic match between Bizango, who had lost their two previous matches and then won this to become number one contenders, um, <laughs> versus Buckland um, Birch, Fantasia, and uh, or, Lor- what's his name? Birch and Lorney. Lorcan. Lorcan, that's the one. Oh, so obviously, obviously top notch, top notch wrestling there when you don't even know who they really, you don't even know how to pronounce who they really faced. And I didn't even know the, the pre-show happened. 
I just, you know, all of a sudden, Breezango were, uh, <laughs> were fighting for the championship, which WWE logic, it was like, yeah, it makes about sense. They've been, been on screen for a couple of times. Yeah, it makes about sense. They're, they're now fighting for it. Why not? Um, so I've got nothing to say about that. Have you, have, Luke, have you got anything to say about, about that, that tag team Titans facing each other? Well, well, no, not really. Apart from Breezango is probably my favourite tag team. So I, I, I was really pleased, <laughs> especially when they won the next... Uh, which I was surprised by, but I'm guessing that's because NXT UK is going to come back, isn't it? So I'm guessing Imperium going back over there, maybe. Maybe that's why they've won it. But yeah, we'll be talking about something different now, anyway. But yeah, no, I quite quite enjoyed that. Oh, you can tell Luke's getting into it because I hadn't even realised that. I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, that's obviously the case, isn't it? Yeah, completely right. But I hadn't, that, yeah, Luke, get Luke's get Luke, get him on you some Luke now, which is a worry. <laughs> On the podcast. That's oh, how much you do it. You're finding out the information for these things as we record. <laughs> I want it to be genuine, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're capturing your genuine reactions. Brilliant. Um, so the first match we'll talk about was the, was the first one, um, the first kind of one we predicted on the card, which was the ladder match, Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gagano versus Velveteen Dream. Um Joe, we'll start with you. What did you think of the match? Um, I mean, I really do like a ladder match, to be honest. It wasn't the best ladder match, um, but there were some good spots. There was a good spot with Damian Priest um, to the outside. I thought he came across really well, well presented. I think he's a really sensible mid, like sensible mid-card belt holder. Um, I tell you what, they had a stroke of luck with not giving it to like Johnny Gagano or. Or didn't they in that match? Given what they've given what they've announced subsequently, um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought it was not. It wasn't spectacular, but it was. It was solid, and I and I quite like the fact that you know a few of those people that was their first. It was their first takeover, wasn't it? Like Bronson Reed, for example. Um, so giving some new people a chance to shine, which is yeah. So no, no major complaints from me on that. Perfect. What do you reckon, Luke? Anything to add? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I couldn't get out of my head every time I saw Cameron Grimes, Joe shouting Cameron Grimes from the last podcast. But um, <laughs> apart from that, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. So there, there was one strange moment I remember where Velveteen Dream was like at the top of the ladder. And then, oh, I'm in the ladder match. And do, he just hit his hand on the belt. I was like, oh, oh, the belt's there. So I could actually just grab this. But then he just got like like thrown out, out of the whole place, which was a bit strange. But, um, you yeah, know, I thought, I, again, I thought, I thought it was really good. I'm pleased that Damien Priest won it. I thought I thought as I was watching it, Cameron Grimes was going to win, um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. It, it was one of the be- it was one of the better matches of the, of that of that pay per view. I don't I, I I really love a lot of matches like that's like the kind of gimmick matches are my my you know where especially where it's multi man where it could go any any which way. I've got all the time in the world for that. I just it really irritates me just how slowly they go up the ladders. Like it just really takes me it really takes me out of it. Like I think. When I'm watching, when I'm watching wrestling, I just want something to, like, like you know it's fake, but you kind of don't want to be reminded of that. And when you see them walk, walk up the, uh, walk up the ladder so so slowly, you're like, well, it just takes, just takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah, but, like, oh, oh, someone's catching him. Yeah. <laughs> in a minute. Because <laughs> they all thought like they're not consistent. So when, when, when you know when they're going to go for the win because they just bolt up there, like they, they basically jump up the ladder that when they're going to actually collect the belt at the end. Anyway. One of one something that always gets with ladder matches as well is when they decide they're going to be really creative with what they do with the ladders. So you have these situations. There was one match, and I don't think it was WWE actually. I think it might have been what was TNA, what's now Impact, where what they essentially did was they set up two ladders 
horizontally with the one ladder vertically and they had two people standing on the horizontal ladders with chairs essentially smacking the chairs together like a, like a like lightsaber fight sword fight type thing and you're like to get to that moment we have to suspend our disbelief so much where you could have just all the time you took to prep that just climb the damn ladder do you know what I mean? And, and none of what you've done there has helped you. You've not made your life any easier with what you've done. It's just, isn't this a moment? Well, not really. It's just, you know, but I get what you mean. It's, it's, it's what always infuriated me. It also always infuriated me on video games as well, when you just wanted to climb a ladder, but you had to randomly bash buttons to get up there and your, your character would go really slowly up a ladder on, a, on like WWE No Mercy and stuff like that. That would infuriate me too. So Yeah, I've yeah. done a 450 splash off the top ladder, but now I've forgotten how to use my legs to get up a ladder. <laughs> The, 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 the other, the other, the other learn for me, and this is this is jumping ahead and jumping all around. So apologies for this, but also just test that the competitors can lift the apparatus they need. Yeah. So the Mandy Rose thing when she was going, it was like it was awkward. It was awkward, wasn't it? It's like oh, so you you're in a tables match. The tables match? No, it wasn't a tables match. It was just, you're just trying to use a table, but yeah. you can't lift up the table. That's not ideal. Um, well, we'll get we'll get to Mandy Rose later. Um, what we'll talk about now is the next next match on the card, um, which was a bit of a surprise, really. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Um, Luke, we'll go to you first. What did you think of this? Adam Cole got the win, but what did you how, how did you feel about it? I was really surprised about how good it was, to be honest. Um, j- just because of how good Pat Mac- McAfee was. Um, and yeah, I just wasn't expecting it. So, because I didn't even know who he was before, like we said. Um, and I thought, like, some of the moves he pulled out, I don't know the names of them, um, but, you know, were, were really good. And you could tell he'd been practicing. And obviously, Adam Cole's someone good to be put in there with because he'd put him across well as well. So, yeah, I, I was really surprised about how good the match was. Like, because I wasn't looking forward to it at all, um, but then really enjoyed it. It's probably the best celebrity match I think I've ever seen. I think the only other person that comes close. And again, this, I think it was WWE actually, but Steve Amell, who was Arrow in, in the, in the Warner Brothers TV show thing they made, he was a rest. He came and did wrestling. He's a massive wrestling fan and he could pull off some moves, but he wasn't anywhere near. He was never in a match like this that I'm aware of where it's just kind of one-on-one, but he, this is the best celebrity person to come in. If you compare it to people like Tyson Fury and, and, you know, things like that, you know, Gronk and people that have come in and done it before. This is like, you know, he held his own. Absolutely held his own. There was no point where it seemed embarrassing. There was no point where it seemed like this is, this is stupid. This is cringeworthy to watch at all, you know, and some of the things he did were actually really impressive, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, mean, uh, 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 at one point he like jumped onto the top rope, didn't he? Remember that bit? I mean, that was really good. That's it. And, And I don't think it's the last we'll see of him. Absolutely. I don't, I think he'll come back to do well, not serious matches, but I think he'll come back to do kind of takeovers randomly and just be a bit of an event. But yeah, I think he's, he's well, he's earned his spot to keep coming back. I think he's going to have a, I think he'll have a feud with Triple H at some point. Like I match with Triple H. I think that's, and it, now that you've seen him do what he does and given that Triple H needs a lot of, like Triple H needs a slow paced match. Because what was what was like what was really like was really apparent and, and I by the way I loved that I, I loved that match for it. it was brilliant I think the only comparable I've got to that debut was probably like Ronda Rousey in terms of like people that are coming in to do like from a non wrestling background to do wrestling it was probably Ronda Rousey and like she her debut was basically 
was was widely was widely praised as being you know pretty brilliant. And I think Pat McAfee did at least as good, if not a better job, than she did. To to be honest, um, I think he'll I think he'll go for a Triple H fight, and I think he'll probably be WrestleMania next year, or maybe like a Royal Rumble special attraction or something like. It'll be one of the big four, and I think because. Um, yeah, I think it makes it makes a lot of sense that that match, especially with uh, Triple H getting involved a little bit in the Adam Cole business, because mm. Triple H isn't particularly affiliated to Adam Cole, as far as I can make out. I don't know yeah. why why he is. So it just seems that they might have sowed a little seed there for a match that has no consequences, kind of. But it's yeah. a bit fun. Um, but yeah, love 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 the match. I thought that was the best match. I thought that was actually to be honest, no, I said that's the best match on the card, but it it, it wasn't. But it was. All, all, all the all the maps on this takeover were pretty decent, to be honest. They were, they were good. I don't know if they were. It wasn't a good. I don't think it was a good takeover. I don't forget this at the end, but I don't think it was. I think stacked up to other takeovers, it felt fairly underwhelming. I mean, the ladder match was decent. All the matches were were, were good. Yeah. Technically brilliant. You know, you were never bored, but you didn't come away going that was. You know, I've seen something there. Do you know what I mean? Where sometimes from takeovers, there's a talking point. And there's like this was big, and this was this was the match. And in some cases for takeovers, they've actually overshadowed the next event. You know, you could you finish a takeover and you think, I don't know how the main roster WWE are going to match what Gagano and Champa did the night before, for example, or something like that. We haven't really had that this time. But I I think that's um I think that's a reflection of the people they've still got at NXT and the way they're using them and the people that were missing and so on and so forth. And like the build to it, rather than the matches themselves. But the matches themselves were all pretty decent. It's just that you're watching Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher, which was a decent enough match with one week of build. Like, I and and for all the love in the world, I think we might be coming on to it now. Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai. Yeah, absolutely. A, was a really solid match, but I never really thought Dakota Kai was winning that. Um. So it was a bit like it just it, there was no there was no perils to her I thought in that match. No, that that felt like it was a it was it was a title title match for the sake of a title match. We needed someone to face Io Shirai. I mean, what they're doing at the moment is they're building some great like the the the, the, the women's division in NXT is being built really really well and really strong. And some of the matches they've had recently have been great. So they are building some people for Io Shirai, but it just hadn't been done yet. I feel like that match was only in place for Rhea Ripley to come out at the end and start building that storyline because like everyone knew Io Shirai was going to win that match like so and that, I suppose that's my and we'll come on to this later as well I find it exciting and enjoyable when I don't know what's going to happen or when like you know we don't it's not obvious what the outcome is where this, that's obvious the outcome so no matter how good the match was I don't enjoy it as much as if I don't know who's going to win so yeah that, that's kind of where I was on that one I think the problem you've got with it, and I think the reason why there was Dakota Kai in that is that she's a credible contender, and we all, but we all know she's not going to win, but a, a loss doesn't hurt her. That's the problem at the moment. It's really, I think, the only person that's going to, at the moment, stack up with Io Shirai is Rhea Ripley, um, for me. And you don't want to, like, you don't want to go in, I don't think you want to do that straight away. You've, Rhea Ripley's had the belt, lost it to Charlotte. Go, let her go away, build her up again. And then you've got a pretty good feud down the line. You've also got a pretty good feud between her and Mercedes Martinez as well. Is that her name? I think that's her name. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, or Rachel Gonzalez. Yeah, or Rachel Gonzalez. You've got, like, you've, got, you've got options with her to build up and then eventually you get to Io Shirai. Because don't forget that also the takeovers have got three months between them. 
So you could easily, yeah. like, Rhea Ripley could have both those feuds and then go to Io Shirai for the next takeover and have a sensible amount of time for each of them, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, talking of feuds that were very hastily built and then matches where you thought you knew... Well, no, actually, this was one where we were we were fairly torn between it, to be honest with you. Um, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Now, what we decided last episode was most of us kind of went, we think this is Keith Lee. We think, you know, the smart money would be on Keith Lee keeping the belt. He's only just got it and things like that. And obviously none of us knew what was going to happen on Raw on Monday following this. That would have been a massive indicator if, if we'd known, obviously. But it ended up with Karrion Cross beating Keith Lee clean. Um, I picked that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you and Ben picked that. But the reason why, Ben, you picked it was for that reason, because you said that if... If he loses, it's because he's going get, getting called up. So yeah. I also <laughs> I also pick Karrion Cross because that would divide our scores enough so there'd be a clear outright winner of the. Uh, was that you? The, yeah. I that. don't want to. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was me actually. Four points to your two, three. <laughs> so uh, the next pay per view, which is Clash of Champions, I don't have to abide by the wild card, but we we don't have to worry about that right now. We'll just get into talking about this. Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Um, that's, obviously, that's, this is a bit of a shame winning. A prediction game with which didn't count. It counts the wild cards. That's helped me out. That I'm I'm I'm, I'm fairly high. I'm I'm up, I'm was fairly high up the league before uh, SummerSlam. Anyway, um, so Keith Lee versus we'll get to the, the the league table there in a second. But Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Obviously Karrion Cross won, but then on the next takeover had to give up his belt because he injured himself during the match. I didn't. I I wasn't fully aware that he had injured himself as badly no. to be fair like you kind of knew something wasn't right but then again you know match selling storytelling you kind of go sometimes if it's done well enough you're like i'm not entirely sure they're actually injured or not injured yeah. you know depending on how good the wrestler is i didn't even obviously, i didn't notice yeah. it I know. So I think you could you could tell by the way he was carrying his arm because when when they're faking it, I think it's pretty obvious where he was like his arm was proper dropped low and he right. couldn't really lift it up much. But, but I say that, but then he lifted Keith Lee up at one point yeah. with, with that. So that was ridiculous. I feel really sorry for him because obviously they, they were going to build a company around him, like they was going to build everything around him, weren't they? And obviously now they can't do that. I mean, I think what they've now done with this special episode tomorrow, so Tuesday, is yeah. really good on the back like. It's a good way to go, but um, it was the right result, wasn't it, with Keith going up and, and cross winning? Um, yeah. Who are you having for the Who are you having for the fatal four way? Do you want to? So in the in the four way is Gagano, Balor, Champa, and Adam Cole. So all people that have been champions before. I think some people will be three time champions if they win it, but Cole will be a two time champion. I think Balor will be a two time champion. I don't think he won it more than more than once in his original run. Um, I'm having Champa. I think they're going to give it back to Balor. Oh, I agree. I think it's. I think Balor's been on just on the. He's not been in the main event properly yet. He's not been close. He's not been around it enough. But he's also not been weakened at all, to be honest. So I just think it's you know give him the belt. It's a massive push, and anyone versus Balor is going to be immense really and then if it ends up being Champa versus Balor which I think is probably what I would book next um, that's a great program for at least the next month until you've built someone else up to, to go against them Carrying Cross is out for a long while how um, long is he out for? So I've not seen the actual actual uh, amount of time but I know it's a 
Because my, my head was always, whether I've spoken about this on the pod or not, probably not, so it's uh, you have to take word for it, was that like kind of when you get to take over WrestleMania, you're going to have, that's your opportunity, I think, to have Balor versus Karrion Cross, um, Demon versus Fallen Prey Dude. Um, and, and that would be quite a spec. I don't know if you've seen the Demon Finn Balor loop, but it's quite... No. It's I've quite, seen photos, but not yeah, actually. Yeah. It's quite a spectacle. I feel like that's kind of that that with crowds on WrestleMania weekend would be pretty uh, pretty spectacular as a match. And I think that's probably what they were going to do with it um, when Karrion Cross had the belt. If that, it makes sense, so it makes sense now just to flip it and give it Balor for the next three pay, three takeovers. If if Karrion Cross is fit to come back at some point. Well, I mean they've they've not given a time frame. Just looking here. Um, He's going to have to have, it looks like he's going to have to have surgery though. So that could be, that's going to be at least, if it was John Cena, three months. If it's a normal man, four to five months. So, um, what, I mean, what for, to add? So, so I was going to say, so the reason why I think Champa is because I think now that NXT UK is coming back, that they might rekindle the Balor Walter thing. Yeah. Um, so, in which case, they might follow that storyline. And the really, like, the last episode of NXT, they really built Champa back up, haven't they? And, um, I don't know if he's got a feeling like he hasn't been the top pitcher for a while. Adam Cole, obviously, has just lost it. I can't, I can't see him giving it Gargano. So yeah, I think that's why I'm going to be Champa. But we'll see. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. How do we feel about the fact that it's a 60-minute Ironman? I mean, that's a bold move for TV to go. The, the whole second half of your show will be one match. I mean, what does that mean? Is it just does Iron so, Man just mean it's a long match? No, no I, Iron Man. Iron Man is, <clears throat> however, you you keep wrestling and it's whoever has got the most pinfalls at the end of 60 minutes is the winner. So that's, so, so you know, I, I assume in the context of this is going to be four people fighting the whole time, like a normal fatal four way match you get, and you get a pin. And if you get a pin or a submission, I should say, then you get one point and then it'll be like, who's got the most points. So you could easily have this be a draw just to say, Yes, you could. Yes, you <laughs> could. I mean, that's how you think of that. What you'll need to do, what you'll need to bear in mind is there will be shenanigans on uh, within the last minute, I would suggest. Like, Luke, it, I, it'd be, I think it'd be rare to have an Ironman match where in the last minute someone isn't getting a pin to either win it or to draw it or whatever. Or have someone or have someone like in a submission hold over the time period where you're just praying they tap out or whatever. So that, that'll be interesting. When I because my my wife asked what what an Ironman match is and I I don't think I've ever seen an Ironman match with more than two people in that I'm aware of I might be wrong but not a memorable one anyway but every time I see an Ironman match it always works exactly the same way that someone takes a, at least a two maybe three pin lead the other person crawls it back to either two three or three three and then there's the, the deciding thing happens in the last minute and they're usually very dull. I, I think they're so dull as matches. I am so boring. But the fact there's four people in it this time should hopefully offer something different. Yeah. A lot of time I'm at 30 minutes rather than 60. And um, you can generally see how interesting they are as wrestlers, whether they get 30 or 60 minutes. And I think I think this it's really fair to give all four of them 60 minutes. Um, but I will say, I think they won't be doing a lot. They won't be doing that much crazy stuff for the first half hour. Because if you imagine, like, someone gets injured after sort of, does a, does a suicide dive to the outside and gets injured after six minutes, it's quite a long, it's quite, quite a lot to kind of work through on the fly. There'll be a lot of rests as well. 
So there'll be a lot of yeah. it's now, you know, Balor versus Cole for 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden Champa comes in. Now it's Champa versus Cole. Now it's Champa versus Gargano. Yeah. Now it's, and there'll be a lot of, oh, you've hurt me so badly that I'm going to be a hound here for 10 minutes. You know, it's, there'll be a lot of that. But fair play. If we get decent wrestling, we get decent wrestling. There'll probably, probably be a table spot as well where someone gets put for a table and is out for like seven or eight minutes just so they can catch their breath, I would yeah. suggest. And that person will also, they'll go through a table with 10 minutes to go. They will be the leading person. You'll forget about them. And they're the ones that are going to come in and take the final pin. And oh my God, we didn't even see Gagano coming. And then that's it. So. A bit jaded, aren't we? A bit jaded, I feel. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But Luke, it's going to be great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm genuinely looking forward to it because I think all, all four are really good, aren't they? So like, I, I genuinely am looking forward to it. So we'll see what happens. I am too. I am too. Okay then, so that was TakeOver, um, and we've talked about the Fatal 4-Way, which is the next thing to do. I think we're going to get straight on to SummerSlam and Payback. Now, the way we're going to do this is because the two were so kind of linked with results from SummerSlam going into Payback, we're going to talk about both at the same time. We're going to cover the matches that don't have any Payback repercussions first, um, of which there were two, pretty much, and then the rest we will cover. So the first match mainly because I can't think we've got anything to say about it, was Street Profits versus Andrade and Gaza is the first one we're going to talk about. Um, Luke was the only one. Luke was out the three of us believed that the Street Profits were going to win. He got it right. Fair play to him. I thought it was a time to give Andrade and Gaza the belt. Um, so Luke, we'll give it to you as the first first to say anything about this. What did you think of these two powerhouses meeting? I just hope it's, it's, that's finished now. Because I'm just really bored of that feud. I mean, I, I was just, I just quite enjoy the Street Profits. So I was just hoping they kept it. And I just think that Andrade and Gaza, it, it would tease the split. So that's the only reason why I kind of went for it. And hopefully that's how it continues. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty much the same match we've seen for the past like, month. That was what was wrong with it for me. It wasn't a SummerSlam match. It was so like passable. It was, it was a raw match. It was just there was, there was nothing different about it whatsoever, other than the fact that they retained when you thought they wouldn't. And even the bit at the end with Andrade and Gaza, where it, it wasn't enough of a no. controversy that you went, oh, it was worth it for that ending. So anything to add, Joe? Um, well, just, yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I, I don't, I feel like I've already seen that a few times. I'm, I may not have done, but there's so many, like, there's so many matches of like Viking Raiders, Street Profits, uh, uh, Gaza and uh, Andrade they're just a bit bored and like what well, didn't Montez Ford get poisoned like a few weeks ago like that seems to not be an issue anymore like he's not he's not he's not bothered like his wife was more bothered about than he was about getting poisoned like it's just a bit of a mess um they, they kind of put the poison in it and then it was it was just like it was just also that was just like terrible writing where they were going they put the poisoning in and then went well here's the video footage of Zelina Vega poisoning him, and now she's saying, "Oh no, it wasn't me." Well, we were like, but we've seen, we've seen, we've, like, we've seen, the, like, surely do it the other way, like, surely, like, have her deny it, and then eventually get called out, rather than calling her out straight away and then her denying it. I don't really understand what the point of that is. But it bugged me. It, it bugged me as well because you you miss a really good storytelling opportunity with stuff like that because we all knew it was Zelina Vega, we all knew she did it. Yeah. yeah fine. So the best storytelling is to have it be someone else. Have yeah, the Street Profits win and then have it be a completely random person that did it. And that leads you directly into the next feud. Don't don't tell the story we've already told ourselves. 
it's it's too it's too you know it feels like you're just missing golden opportunities to do something slightly different and a bit more interesting but well, of course, uh, like, let it lead into the retribution you know like well, I, don't, I don't even know what's going on with retribution at the moment i think they might have dropped it i'm really unclear about that but we'll come on to that we'll later cover that at the end yeah but well go 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 on luke no, I was just going to say, so for me, the Montez Ford thing, like the raw episode before, he he came back and it was it was fine. So like for me, what you what you would have done is like have some sort of match with him not involved um, at SummerSlam, and then he turn up and affect the match in in a certain way. As like, oh, I'm, I'm now now okay, but just I don't know. The, yeah, the whole thing was strange. I think the thing with this Leona Vega video is that it wasn't conclusive because you could only see it from the back. You couldn't, you couldn't actually see it put anything in, which is what which is what she's like hanging on to. But yeah. I think that's enough. That's enough to stop her going to prison. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that is. Because that was the question that got asked. Yeah, she poisoned someone. Why are the police not involved? Like, why is she not? There should be a court case. This. <laughs> um. Right. right. I mean, come on. That's not. That's. That's clearly not how it works, is it? You've all. I mean, like, there's so many things that I can say to that. The yeah. examples of where it's 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 criminal. Then that's a criminal act. <laughs> um, come on to retribution. What. What I will say about this, though, is they what they need to do, and I've heard this said a couple of times now, and I completely agree with it. They need to drop a tag team titles and just have one tag team title belt across two brands because both these belts are just lost. The fact that we've had two pay-per-views and Cesaro and Nakamura haven't defended their belts on either one is is yeah. is is a joke. I mean, what kind of you know? Every belt should have been defended over two weeks. If you've got two two pay per views and sixteen matches, that's not including pre show. So you know it's it's you know I think if they had one floating tag team that you know the same way they do with the women's belt, but they've actually got tag teams in the men's, I think it would work much better. It's it's just both belts. I mean I don't know where the street profits go from here. I, don't, I genuinely don't know what tag team they're going to face, and the fact that Cesaro and Nakamura are going to be facing a imploding lucha house party it's not exactly the most dynamic of stories for either brand is it so well, also they did a really good job of what they've done with with bailey and sasha they did a really good job of letting them go to all the brands and actually using them to kind of uplift all the brands and i'm i'm part part of me thinks that's probably what they're gonna do with shana and naya because if you've got nothing for shana to do on raw which apparently which you seem to not have What's stopping her going back from NXT to NXT and having a real tussle with Io Shirai or someone like that? You know, that's that's an option. Same with Nia Jax, and you could do the same with the um, with the men's and just amalgamate all three tag belts into one, so NXT, um, Raw, and SmackDown, and then have if say imagine Nakamura and Cesaro won that, for example. And they go to all three brands. Nakamura on NXT would be great, and so would Cesaro. Yeah, it'd be yeah. something. It'd be something like as, as we said in our um, in our draft pick episode, like the, the the tag team division as a whole is just really weak, isn't it? It's, it's quite thin. So I think if you like, say, if combined it, you got some really you got some really strong matches across the three brands. So yeah, that would work. But do, 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 you, think, do you think they'll ever actually do that? No, I don't think no. they will. I think I think there's too many other. You know, I think the fact that they can have lots of champ the the belts elevate people the belts elevate matches also even down to things like merch the fact that we've got a new american championship because that will mean that they can sell brand new belts i'm sure they'll they'll switch the tag team belts at some point and rebrand those for some reason you know the fact that sammy zane's come back with his own intercontinental belt the same way they've rebranded the other belt it's all you know there's there's all these times where they go look there's more than one belt you can buy 
go to the WWE shop now and spend 50 quid on each one. You know, it's, it's, there's reasons for it, you know, and yeah, I, I, there, there are too many belts, I think, to be completely frank with you. But, I, haven't noticed, I haven't noticed that in the Thunderdome. People have got the belt strapped over the shoulders, haven't they? Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes, yeah. yes they have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like holding it up as if they're champions yeah. at home. Like, and you go, that guy's cool. That guy is cool. I wish you put some clothes on, but that guy is cool. <laughs> Just out of interest, can you buy a singular tag team title? I don't know. That is a great question. I will, I will, I will go and find out. That would be something, though, wouldn't it? To go and buy your own just one tag team title belt just to walk around with. Yeah, I could have bought any belt, but I thought I'd buy one of the Raw men's tag belts. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the other one? No, it's not a lot of them. No, no. Jeremy was a film fan. Jeremy had questions. Like, who's got the best beard in movies? Which film starring a wrestler is best? And what's the best film series that's been made into Lego? Jeremy tried Google, but who uses that old system anymore? Then Jeremy found that movie list podcast. A podcast which gave him the answers to the most obscure, bizarre, and some say pointless movie-related lists. You can listen and subscribe to that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, be like Jeremy. Okay, so we will move on to the other match that got changed. The stipulation got changed, and I think we can we we kind of we can see. We'll talk a little bit about why it got changed. But Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville was on SummerSlam. Um, Mandy Rose obviously won. We all believe Mandy Rose would win. We all kind of went down the Mandy Rose would win idea because Sonya Deville would have her head shaved. But in the intervening um smack uh smackdowns they changed it to a whoever loses leaves stipulation now there might be a couple of reasons for this i don't know if you guys had heard about this but sonia deville had someone try and kidnap her um in her house um which was really severe really serious so there could be an idea that what they're doing is giving sonia a bit of time off yeah. also you know and changing the stipulation just to make it something maybe a little bit more serious in itself than a hair versus hair maybe they they, they... Oh, I, think they I think they said that they didn't want her to shave her head head midst a court case yes yeah, all oh, right that. okay oh, i hadn't heard that, that. okay that's that, that wouldn't be a good look it wouldn't be a good it wouldn't be a good like if you're gonna have to go to in front of a jury or whatever yeah okay that makes sense that makes sense so um i think we'll talk about sonia deville's return because I, I know i've got a theory on, on how that's going to turn out but what do we think of the match joe what do you think of sonia deville versus mandy rose as a match yeah, I don't really remember it that well. Um, I, I, like to be honest, I, I, it wasn't very mem- it, I, in the sense that it wasn't. I didn't think it was particularly memorable. Um, it was like it was okay. And the standout spot for me was Mandy Rose not being able to lift up a table, um, which probably <laughs> says all that I need about the match. I thought Sonya. I think Sonya Deville was really good. To be honest, I quite I, I, I quite rate her, and I think she's got a good promo on her. I just I thought I, I sometimes struggle just to believe I, f- I find her believability a bit off and i don't know why that is i just i just don't quite when she says things i'm not quite sure i always believe what she's saying if that See, I, don't get, I don't get that because i do like compare her as a heel to bailey i mean i know bailey has improved but i never believed bailey for example but i do kind of with Sonny develop a bit more I, I think it for me right it's because and i, I think what, what 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 i think she struggled with in my mind is that she she says things, but then isn't that good. Like they don't, they don't book her that strong. So she says very, very strong statements and makes strong statements, but then, then it's not followed up because you can't beat Mandy Rose, for example, who is not really that good a wrestler. 
Can I tell you a stat that I I heard? Apparently, she's lost 13 pay-per-views in a row. There you go. Yeah. That could be, but that could that could absolutely be it. That's, I mean, the thing with Sonya Deville, she's always been a very good wrestler, very very competent wrestler. She was always the one that made Mandy Rose look better than Mandy Rose was supposed to be. She was like Mandy Rose's bodyguard essentially for a while. She was the one that did all the heavy lifting in Mandy Rose tag team matches when they were fire and desire. But like, I think she's she's better than where she's booked. If you've got people like if if you know. Natalia and, and Lana are getting screen time and people like that. Sonya Deville deserves a proper push because she's got wrestling skills and she's got a character. She, so. she, she could have a legit feud against like Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks, right? And it'd be totally believable. But at the moment, she can't beat Mandy Rose. So why would she be elevated to that next level? It's, it's like, that's where, my, that's where I'm at a bit. Do you... She middles I, with the Iconics and people like that that you're just like, well, they're, they're, they're just filler, aren't they? I've got a theory for her coming back, though. Go on. I think she's part of Retribution. I think that's an easy way to get her back in without with having a stipulation of you've quit. I think they've, what I'd seen on SmackDown when Retribution beat down, not SmackDown, but it's Raw, when Retribution beat down the Mysterios, there were six key members. It looked like, I think it was three men, three women, I think they're going for, from what it looked like, from what I've read as well. So I think she could easily be one of those. They've had they've had a they've had a mixed number, haven't they? Like it was five, and then it was like ten, and then it was like six. I think I think, I think they're going to start pushing for just six. I think you're, yeah. they're going to go down a road of it's just these six people, three men, three women, and we will then yeah. they will be this faction. It, it, was, it was the first time they yeah. kind of lined them up, wasn't it? Yeah. So it like was. this is the six almost, whereas before it was. It was just being a bit of chaos. So yeah. And I, I think there was a very tall Dominic Dijakovic looking one in the <laughs> yeah. middle. To be completely oh, fat. there was, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw this tweet in all of this. Like, yeah. Like, if 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 anything goes wrong, Dominic, whip your hat off because you're a hundred percent in this. Yeah. Like, if you ever reveal someone that's not meant to be there. <laughs> um, can, can I say about the Sonya Deville match though? What I thought was really weird after everything that's happened, and that now Sonya Deville's leaving the company, and everyone knows what happened. Otis runs in and does the caterpillar with Mandy Rose in the middle of the thing, which. Which seemed really bizarre. <laughs> it was just a really weird part. Yeah, I, 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 I think they need to do something about this and the money in the bank thing quick. Yeah. Because it just feels like every time they firm on screen, it's for you to go, oh, he's got the money in the bank. Brief guy, I remember him. Yeah, he's good, him, isn't he? But yeah. I did start to question whether my um, prediction was going to come in at that point. Is it a usual thing with the money in the bank holder? They carry it around with them all the time. Is that what yeah. normally happens? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. And they usually, yeah, I mean, usually, they usually have, they usually change the moniker as well. I mean, they've not even done that without us this time, but we've had Mr. Money in the Bank. We've had like, like Money in the Bank, like King of Royal Money in the Bank, all sorts of different things we've had with it. So it's, it's, it's actually very low key compared to what it would usually be. So but I think that's a reflection of who they put it on. Like what? Yes. And also then just not letting him wrestle. I can't remember the last time he actually wrestled. No. Oh, he wrestled, he um, wrestled, he wrestled yeah. on SmackDown last week. Yeah, he did, yeah. <clears throat> uh, it was forgettable, but he did wrestle. Okay. And also, I mean... I mean, I mean, I mean my statement. Wrestled in anything that matters. Yeah. <laughs> we will come on to it, but if he's if going to go down the route of fighting the champion, well, the new champion, I mean, I can't imagine that match, can you? It, but <clears throat> No, I can't. And I, and he's, I think he's going to end up being someone, and we will get... Well, we might as well you know, discuss, just discuss this aspect now. He's not going to be successful. 
No. He's, he's not going to be at that. You know, unfortunately, he's going to be one of the only five people in the history of the Money in the Bank type, that Money in the Bank briefcase that haven't been successful in cashing it in. And and I don't think it's really going to hurt Otis, but I think he's just going to end up being, unfortunately, you know, is he going to be a tag team contender or is he just going to be Mandy Rose's boyfriend? It just feels like they haven't thought about the whole thing. Like, why book him in the first place as Millennia Bank winner? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You've got a year, you've got a year to sort it out. And, and you don't even need to sort it out that well, to be honest. But it, what, what you are right, Luke, is they've just missed an opportunity to give it to someone that you actually think it could matter. I think there's a good chance that Otis could. I think, I don't know if you said this before, Ben, where he could use it to cash in for the tag belts. Yeah. He could also probably give it to Mandy as a I love you, and then she can cash it in on the women's title, maybe. I don't know. There's something like, in that. Like that's an easy. That's an easy. It's a. It's a bit. It's a bit bollocks, but it's an easy out, isn't it? If he's that in love with her, and then she could, she could turn on him and say like, "Oh, you only used you." There's a story there. There's a story. That's that storytelling. I'll take that. I'll take that. Only used. I don't know when he got the money in the bank. It was after WrestleMania, so she was already tugging him during during coronavirus times, um, before before that happened. But since then, she could have stayed. She, like, she could have. She could have legit stayed with him because the money she's in the working on him getting the belt. And then, as soon as she goes, she turns heel. Turns out that Sonya Deville was right all along, and she comes back as a face. Oh, it writes itself, my friend. Can I say? I know they won't I, do this. Otis is just going to lose it next next pay per Cash it in. One Superman punch, and he's out. That's it. <laughs> I know we need to crack on, right? We've yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest yeah, of the thing. Yeah, it's true. But, yeah. Aren't Raw just... today? That's good. <laughs> yeah. Aren't Raw basically in the same revival as this other woman who I don't even know? Like it's the same storyline but just on Raw. Oh, I don't think she's I don't think she's no. um here to stay. I think Oh no, happy. but like in terms of oh, you know, this this guy who no one, you know, I goes I find that bit really funny. Here's a turkey leg. Turkey leg thing, I think is brilliant. Where he just put his arm out and someone threw a turkey leg at him was immense. That had me. I thought that was great. I, I really like the, what you mean about the story being the same. It is just literally beautiful woman and not typical attractive man. But I, I, some of the way he's playing it. And the fact that Angel Gaz is the one that's the foil is amazing. I think it works so well. Do you not love the fact they've been so consistent with the, like, when they say, like, they're, they're like, oh, he's really attractive. You, not so much. I love that. It's just so... Like, I'm just waiting for it. There's a guy, Luke, you need to look up called Ron Simmons, right? And uh, he was like, I think he was the first black world champion, wasn't he? I think, back in the day. He could well have been. Um, anyway, Ron Simmons, yeah. So he was in a, he's been in like, he was, he was like really big in wrestling. Then he became less and less so, uh, but just an absolute, absolute legend. And his gimmick for about 10 years, probably about 10 years ago, was just turning up at like the like the most appropriate possible time and just like looking at looking at what was going on and just going, damn. <laughs> but like so like it would be like it literally that's all he'd do. So you like you'd be like this you you would in your head be like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous what's going on now. And then he will just come on screen from nowhere. We haven't seen him for like four months and just go, just look round, look round, and then just go, damn. It's Perfect use of a catchphrase, though, because yeah. all you're waiting for is to do it. That's all he needs to do. He gets paid a he gets paid a hefty bit. He's a, a legend comes back. Ron Simmons is here. He says that one catchphrase 
and then he leaves and everyone goes mad. The crowd goes, screams because they've heard him say it. And then he moves on and he he, he he takes another three months off before he comes back or whatever. And you could buy a T-shirt. You could buy a T-shirt which just said damn on it, couldn't you? As well? yes, yeah, absolutely you could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was it was the perfect build of a catchphrase. It was, one, of the, it was... one of the better T-shirts for a while. <laughs> White and black with damn written on it. Right. We have got to move on. We've got so much to talk about. Um, right. We'll go for the next one. Did either of you two watch the Either of you two watch the SummerSlam pre-show? Yeah, I always watch them. Remind me what was on that. I mean, you 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 are you are a newer fan. I've not watched a pre-show in forever. Um, <laughs> I've not even watched WrestleMania pre-shows for a while. Apollo Cruz versus MVP was on the uh, SummerSlam pre-show. Oh, yeah. um, Apollo Cruz retained, but then he would go on in payback to lose to Bobby Lashley. Um, so, Luke, having seen both matches, what do we think? Is this the right outcome that Bobby Lashley's now got the United States champion? Yeah, it's just what, it's what we all thought, wasn't it? Like, that because of what happened with Cruz before, it was meant to happen a month ago. So, they just kind of crammed it into two weeks. Bobby Lashley was always meant to have it, and that's kind of where it went. I mean, it's a bit weird. Like, I don't know where Apollo Cruz goes from this. We've mentioned that before, because I think it's a bit weak without the belt. Um, but, yeah, it's what we expected. I think, he's, I think he's probably joining them, isn't he? he didn't he, like... He try and jump yeah. Lashley at the end, yeah. And they were like, "It's not a heel." They were very clear to go, "Oh, this just shows that Cruz has got some balls. He's got some. He's got some grit." It wasn't like this. He's not turning a heel. He's not doing something interesting. He's just showing that he's not down and out, and that he's not. It's like you're gonna have to do better than that. You have to do way better than that with this guy. Turn him heel. Turn him heel. Just do something different. Do you know what I mean? He's he's so without a belt. He's gone. What I thought was really weird as well was, was when um, Bobby Lashley won. They all got in the ring and, and like grabbed a photographer and did that weird photographer image thing. I don't know if you saw that, but it was just such a weird thing to do. I don't know. Hey, to be fair, photographers I've discovered are quite expensive generally. So if you got the opportunity to get free some free snaps, like <laughs> <laughs> why would you take the opportunity? No, I'm with you. I, I think Apollo Crews will probably join um, the Hurt Business at some point. I mean, for me, it, it, it made sense when Raw Underground first came along, and like they were going to take it over, weren't they? But then they disappeared from it for the next episode. But then the the last one, they reappeared again and took over Raw Underground again. So, <laughs> I don't know if Raw that was an opportunity, but I reckon, yeah. I reckon, yeah. Raw, Raw Underground is dying a death. Yeah. They've they've already decided, and we said this, didn't we? We said this two episodes ago that unless they were going to unless they were going to put some actual time into it, it would get forgotten about, and it's already such an afterthought. So, okay, um, we'll move on to the Mysterios versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. So Seth Rollins took on Dominic Mysterio one-on-one in a street fight on SummerSlam, and Seth Rollins came out as the winner, came out on top um, after loads of family shenanigans and lots of different things going on, and that then led to um, the Mysterios taking on Seth Rollins and Murphy at payback. Um, Joe, how do you think Dominic Mysterio did in his first proper match at SummerSlam? I think he did really well. I think he was I think he was decent. I think I think if I'm honest, the far, the fact that they had Pat McAfee on the takeover the day before, who was I think probably better than Dominic Mysterio, did Dominic Mysterio no favours. I think he was actually really, really good. I, I think it was a really solid debut from him. Um I don't think it was I don't think it was outstanding but it was, but it was, but it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was, it was fine. And I, and I, and I really like the, like what they're doing now with the tag team with him and his dad. Um, 
I'm, you know, I'm relieved that Ray's eyes gone back in. <laughs> with, with, with no, with no notable, no notable, uh, you know, injury to his, to his game at all. He, he seems to be able to still do six one nines, jump from the top rope. He has no depth perception problems, even though actually he's got oh, technically it's, an eye patch. It's, it's, he's still got his patch on though, which is weird. Like if his eyes, it normal, is, isn't like, it? yeah. Oh, he has, yeah. he has eyes pop back in. So why is he still got eye patch on? You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to scare the children. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wait, no, they don't, they don't, they don't want to show the injury. It's probably a bit of bloodshot where they put, pushed it back in. So Sorry. do you think, Sorry. do you think, do you think the Mysterios are staying as a tag team then? For a bit. Do, what, do you reckon they'll turn on each other? Do you reckon they'll turn on each other? I don't think they will now. I don't think that's where this is going. I've got, I've got your answer then. I've got your answer to your earlier question. Uh, Ray Mysterio and, um, they're going to go for the tag team belts against Street Profits there you go I'd take that that's, that's, then, a, good, that's a good program that's alright yeah and then when they lose it which will happen a few months later probably to someone really random maybe even Rollins and, maybe even Rollins and Murphy if you want to keep that going uh, that's the point where Ray's the weak link Dominic turns on him we have Dominic versus Ray at SummerSlam uh, not SummerSlam at uh, WrestleMania and then Ray Mysterio retires Nice. So we get to be retired by his own son. There you go. That's see, we are writing this. This is this is fantasy. That's what I used to love. Fantasy booking it properly, and instead of just having what we're going to have, which is Dominic and Ray just do a few tag team matches and then. How about Dominic Mysterio wins, and not only has Ray Mysterio got to retire, but Dominic Mysterio gets to take his name, or like Prince Mysterio or something like that. Yeah. There you go. I've done it. There you are. Written it again. Sign us up. Sign did, you know, did, you, did, you, did you notice as well that they actually did reference the Eddie Guerrero thing? Yeah, they are. They do it all the time. Yeah, but you, but you were saying before they probably wouldn't do that because it was so bad. Oh, oh, you, mean, oh, oh big... you mean the actual the actual sun bit? Yeah. 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 They were actually referencing it in the commentary, which I thought was a bit strange. I missed yeah. that. Right? I missed that bit. I missed the, 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 the reference in that. But fair play. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would. If I was them, I wouldn't. I would not return to that. Um. So, so are we all agreed that we think this is the I, end? Of I the think Ray Mysterio's wife, who was there, was still fuming about that. Because I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> that, like, even if it was 2002, and I'd been like, well, it was a, it was a calculated gamble, babe. I, I, did, I did put our child's trust on the line. I mean, she, like, she would be fuming with me now for sure. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I thought these matches, by the way, were really good. Like, I, I know you're saying, like, I, I thought Dominic was really good, actually. And, and I thought the actual matches were, because I got I got a bit bored of the feud a few weeks ago. But I thought I thought they turned it around a bit with these matches and it had become really good. And I, and I know on tonight's Raw, um, Rey Mysterio is fighting Seth Rollins, isn't he? I think in a singles match, which is a bit weird. Um, they advertised that before. Yeah, that's on they tonight. need to put an end to this. Yeah. This, so this that, is the end of it. That's what I was hoping. So that that's why I'm not confident now they're going to end it because they've got this match tonight, which seems weird. Can, I mean, they, do, can they do? Oh, mate, I tell you, I've got I've got the solution to this, right? Oh, yeah, right. Go on then. Two out of three eyes. Two out of three eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the first well, person, the first person, the first person who's both eyes is out is is is, is not the winner. <laughs> We can add Alistair Black to that now. He's wearing an eye patch too, so we can add Alistair Black. He's, Alistair Black is missing an eye as well, so he can he can get thrown into the old eye. I I, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's move on. Um, so do an eye quit match. I quit. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going for, but I don't think that's it's not clever enough. So um, we'll move on. 
From the Mysterios versus Rollins and, and Murphy. Yeah, I think I think Dominic did very well. I think the thing with this match, though, is it becomes a little bit of a novelty where you just kind of, you want to see if Dominic's going to mess up. You want to see how good Dominic is. And to be fair to him, he did very well. He's in all the right places. There was no major mistakes. Um, so hopefully, I think he'll end up being really good. I think he will. If he's where he is now, he's in his early 20s. He should end up being a really good wrestler. When he becomes Prince Mysterio, him and him, him and um, I was like, him and Pat McAfee are the two matches I probably watched the most. Like, well, I think mean, like wasn't skipping because something new, something interesting. We've got a lot of time for that. There's something a bit, a little bit of novelty goes a long way. So let's go to the big women's story. Um, Sasha Banks faced Asuka and Bailey faced Asuka, um, both on SummerSlam. Um, it ended with Sasha Banks losing her title to Asuka after Bailey didn't help um, with Bailey retaining her belt after Sasha Banks did help. That makes sense. And then um, on payback, they lost their belts to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. But the interesting thing was Bailey was the one to tap and not Sasha Banks, which means that Sasha Banks is now left with no belts. And you could argue it's absolutely all of Bailey's fault and Bailey's still got her belt. I mean, for storytelling, this is up there. This is this is how you use wrestling matches to tell a very, very good story that you're actually invested in. I think it's well exactly as I described it was would be on the last podcast. It was exactly as you described it. You said it would be me and me and losing the belt. Luke, me and Luke went, yeah, me and Luke went went the opposite direction, but you were the only one to say Sasha Banks would lose to uh would lose to Asuka and Bailey would retain that we thought it was going to go in a different direction I think now we're getting into the crux of the feud which is going to be well whether they pull the trigger or not whenever they pull the trigger or not it doesn't it doesn't need three belts to no. do that. that that was a lovely way of knocking it on for a bit and keeping it all keeping it all fresh um over the summer but it does not need three belts it needs one belt um and it'll be great when it happens can't wait for that to be honest. If they if they make this go all the way to WrestleMania, it'll be um it, it would be WrestleMania main event for me. And they can they they can do some really interesting things with Sasha Banks now being a little bit of an of a a bit of a foil for Bailey now, making it difficult for Bailey rather than the other way around. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So as Bailey's in matches and Sasha's supposed to be helping her but not being where she should be, or just making it more difficult. And you keep the belt on I obviously you keep the belt on Bailey, but just keep sowing that seed of there's gonna be a moment. And they have to be careful not to keep it going too long that it's ridiculous. But I think they've got it till you know, they've they've definitely got this till I'd say even at least Royal Rumble, if not WrestleMania. So I think you definitely wait for one of the big pay per views. What do you think, Luke? Any thoughts? Yeah, I just so now I've watched Payback, I think I think it's a really good storytelling, like you say. I think at SummerSlam, I was a bit like, well, that's the obvious way to do it. And I was ho- I was hoping for something different. So, I, th- I yeah. So, I, th- I, was, I think I, was, I enjoyed the matches, but I was a bit disappointed after SummerSlam. Oh, it's the same story. So, we're back in the same, back at square one then. Um, but then, like you say, I wasn't expecting them to lose the bouts at Payback. But I think now they have, it, it made sense. I really enjoyed the finish as well. I thought that, that was quite a unique finish from... Shayna Baszler, where she like kind of submitted them both at the same time, and didn't she use like Sasha Banks's arm to to pin yeah. Bailey as well? Yeah, so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's logically 
I'm not sure that could actually feasibly work. I wouldn't look too much into it, but I did like the idea behind it as a, as a finish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have been calling out Shane Baszler as going to be quite a big force for about two years now. So it's about time that came in for one night. Oh, yeah. At some point. I mean, unfortunately, if you're sharing it with your probably your worst wrestler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and we didn't predict this. And we didn't predict that pay-per-view as well. So that was not ideal. <laughs> blame WWE. I'd have been all over it. But blame WWE for a week's build to a pay-per-view. The great news is odd, odd, odd fellow tag teams tend to last sense to do the duration, don't they? So that'll be, I'm sure that she'll retain her belt for years. <laughs> I don't know. You got, no, did you say that? The bar? They were, they were odd fellows. That worked. Yeah, there, there's true. examples. I mean, I've picked one, but there were our examples. So, you know, you never know. Um, okay, so we're just waiting to see the Sasha Banks versus Bailey and where that goes and how long Shayna and Nia Jax retain those belts against pretty much no tag team opposition now that Sasha and Bailey haven't got it, which is great. Um, the next match, and this, I think, was anyone else shocked that The Fiend, we're not going to talk about The Fiend and Strowman, that The Fiend and Strowman were the main event and then like McIntyre Autumn wasn't. Obviously, no. we now know it makes sense. Roman, yeah. yeah, it makes sense now. But yeah. when it first, when you first went, just a second, McIntyre Orton's now, mm. and then obviously we know we know the reason. Um, so McIntyre versus Orton, Drew McIntyre retains. I think the big story about this match was the fact that neither the RKO or the Claymore kick was used successfully, and the finish was a backslide pin, which Randy Orton didn't see coming. <clears throat> oh. didn't, didn't see didn't see Okay, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, Drew McIntyre beats Randy Orton, and then this feud continues with the nice added mix of Keith Lee's debut, which would result in Keith Lee beating Randy Orton clean at payback, which I'll be honest, I don't think anybody saw happening at no. all. Um, I, I can't believe he beat him clean. I mean, that's that's the key thing, isn't it? It's just yes. I don't think, but I don't think I don't think he could I don't think he could lose that. Could he? No, no. Because you're bringing him up and you can't you. I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm unclear as to what the point of this is yet, and I'm, that's why I'm quite enjoying the storyline because I don't know why they've done it. Basically, I think the only reason is because they want to build Keithley up massively, or, or they want to, or they want to piss off Randy Orton. No, as in like, no, as in like, he he loses two, he loses two fights that he should have lost to, like he lost to Drew McIntyre with a backslide, like ridiculous. Then he got annoyed because Drew offered him a rematch, which I think is more than generous from Drew. And then he lost to Keith Lee, didn't he? And he and he really took it out on um, Orton. I could easily see him doing the same with Keith Lee and going and kicking Keith Lee in the head a few times. Yeah. Um, maybe until he gets some new theme music. Um, and, <laughs> and, and like and like and maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to make Randy Orton like the angry legend killer again. Maybe that's what they're doing without weakening Drew or Keith Lee. I would exactly. certainly take good story. Good storytelling. It is. I'd certainly take a triple threat at Clash of Champions if that's oh, yeah. where this ends up. If that's where this ends up going, because I, I think Keith Lee, having been in the Survivor Series team as the sole remnant from NXT, having been in the Royal Rumble going up against Brock Lesnar, you know, he's built himself enough, and then obviously being NXT champion, all the stuff he's done there. But he's built himself enough on the main roster that him being involved straight away in the title picture doesn't seem ridiculous. I'm not backing him winning it in a triple threat, but him being straight there, that's not stupid booking for me. That doesn't seem ridiculous or stupid. So Luke, as a man that likes his outfits on on the record. 
All right, yeah, let's let's go for this. Go on then, carry well, on. I, I, I thought that was a nice way. I, I wasn't I wasn't a call out. Just <clears> no, no, carry on. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Ask him the question. What's your thoughts about Keith Lee's Keith Lee's new outfit? His little dress. Right. So when I watched this on Monday, when he first made his appearance, I was like, what is that? Because he looked like a netball skirt, didn't it, basically? I know it's shorts, but yes. it looked like a netball skirt because it just looked, it looked absolutely ridiculous. And I, I, I don't know what, like, the change is music, the change is attire. I don't know why. Like, the, the thing about Keith Lee is, right, he's so different to any other wrestler. Like, he's not this muscly man. Like, he, you know, he's obviously muscly, but I mean, he's not like a trimmed man. Like, he's a big, a large man who's, re- like, very good at wrestling. And like that's why everyone loves him, and that's why you should just keep. So I don't know why you try and hide his body by putting, by I don't it's know. Because it's not like they've hidden his body. His body's still there. <laughs> yeah. like, like, oh. I know, but it's, it's like, like, it's like, like seven stone overnight. <laughs> yeah, but it's like they don't oh. want to. I, I don't know, but I, I think obviously, obviously, the change that didn't they on payback, and he was back. He was back to his normal shorts, which was good. Oh, he was wearing a hula skirt on the way out though. Oh yeah, tassels. There was tassels. There was a skirty tassels. I thought, well, he's definitely not wrestling that because I hadn't noticed the skirt. To be completely frank with you, it hadn't occurred to me that that's what he was. You, you guys. I mean, you particular Luke. Your ring, <laughs> your eye for ring attire detail is second to none. So I had noticed the skirt, and then when you said, "I hope he's not wrestling in a skirt," I was like, well, "Okay, I'll have a look." And he, when he came out in a hula skirt, I thought, to be fair to Luke's point, he's got it. Here. Yeah, Keith Lee looks ridiculous. The music thing annoys me because his music in NXT was amazing, yeah. like proper good. But, and I don't but, know. but but the thing is, they start with it, and then they just cut it to something else. It just yeah. seems really weird. I I don't. I it's. Can you, can you imagine the conversation? Can you imagine that conversation being like, Keith, we love what you're doing in NXT. Like it's going, it's going great. Um, just a few things we don't like about you. Um, one, your entrance. Um, and we were just wondering what you'd look like if you wore. A top. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. And how about like a skirt? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I think Keith Lee went kilt, kilt. I, I can find some Scottish in me. I, I'll wear a kilt. We don't think kilt. Have you ever seen netball? <laughs> <laughs> the thing have is, right, had, have you heard of jort? Because that's what. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it, it just really put me off his match, which should have been. Oh my God, he's moved up to Raw and now facing Randy Orton and probably going to beat him at payback. And he now has beat him at payback in like quite a quick match as well. It wasn't like a long, drawn out match yeah, where you know, he beat him quite quickly and clean. So like, they're obviously going to build him up quite big, which I- I'm excited for because I really, really like him. But Maybe you could like make a story out of it. Be like, oh, Randy, I found out I was the only person to ever beat you wearing a skirt. Moving swiftly on. Okay, so we all think Keith Lee's gonna be gonna be massive, and it's interesting to see where the McIntyre and Stro uh, and um, Orton feud will end up going from here. Um, right, the big main event, the big reveal. This has got so much to it. Um, so the Fiend versus Strowman at SummerSlam in a Falls Count Anywhere, but it didn't really matter because the Falls going to be in the ring for some random reason. And um, I'll be honest with you. Awful match, just so dull. Not very, not very staged very well. Not booked very well. With um, the fiend going over clean on Strowman with the sister Abigail onto the exposed ring boards, and then you didn't see it coming. Roman Reigns appears, spears, wreck it. Roman comes in and wrecks everybody, um, and kind of goes you know the the pay-per-view goes off with actually a very very exciting finish for 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 a once while on a pay-per-view 
and then on SmackDown oh, the next. Wait, wait, we got we got to stop there before we go on to the next level of detail on this view because there's so much to unpack here. Like before, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. The first thing to say is how unbelievably gutted was I when I saw Roman Reigns come in, absolutely nail the fiend a couple of times. And I looked at my stream and saw there was only like 30 seconds left. Because I was like, 100% Otis is coming out now. Like, <laughs> I was absolutely like... They said the match was already over, but yeah, fair enough. I was 100% bought into that. I was like, oh my gosh, I've called it. I've called it. I'm, I'm going to end the podcast because I've just got this prediction so right. Like, Otis is coming out now. It's going to pin the fiend. Uh, with, with with Roman Reigns' blessing, and I looked at my stream, it was like 30 seconds. I, like, I don't know if that's enough time to do it, but they're going to have to rush it. They're going to have to rush it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're not doing it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, and, 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 and I'll be honest, with Roman Reigns, I did not see it coming. No. We, need pay, we need to pay more attention to these random little sublines. Yeah, but they've usually been the greatest match of all time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, thanks for that. Or the horror show. They've yeah. never actually made any sense. Th- th- at least this one, you were like, actually, that's that's at least two things I didn't see coming. It's a fair play. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. Any any thoughts on the SummerSlam match itself and, and, and Reigns' reveal, Luke? No, like I said, I didn't, didn't see it coming. Um, yeah, the, the match was pretty poor. Like, yeah, not, nothing much more to add, to be honest. So we get to SummerSlam on the Friday. Roman Reigns won't sign the contract. They can't get hold of Roman Reigns. They keep throwing Vincent Mann at the, at the start of the Raw and Smack, SmackDown programs, because they or SmackDown at least, because they believe he's a ratings winner for some reason. Um, I'm not convinced it's working the way they think it is, but fair play. So Vincent Mann's in this trying to get contract signings. And when they do finally get to Roman Reigns in the final segment, he, he did that great thing where he said, I am going to sign the contract. I am going to win the match. And that's a spoiler, not a prediction. And even then, I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Where have I heard that before? Still didn't twig with me until they pulled the camera back and revealed Paul, ha- uh, Paul Heyman. So, um, yeah, Paul Heyman managing Roman Reigns, which was an amazing reveal for SmackDown, to be completely honest with you. I absolutely got excited for that. I thought that was great. Um, thoughts from you two? Joe? Yeah, like, delighted. I'm just really happy with it. I think it just I think it cements Roman as a heel. I think my immediate thought was there's so many more people there's so many people that need him more. Um uh, but at the same time really, really like really happy with it. Yeah, I think I think the re- the reason why they're doing it is it's just the heel turn of Roman Reigns. I'm sure we'll come on to, but it's the heel turn like being aligned with Paul Heyman is the heel, isn't it? So See, I did a I then started reading a bit about this and seeing because I wasn't convinced he was a heel. I, I wasn't convinced. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't convinced this was necessarily a heel turn. I wasn't convinced he was a heel when he came in initially. And I thought just because he's with Paul Heyman doesn't necessarily make him a heel. And that was kind of the consensus. Not a lot of people thought this was a, a full heel turn. They thought maybe this was a halfway, you know, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I think with what happened in Payback, which, I mean, I'm sorry, you don't. So if we cover this, a Payback, again, Pretty standard match. Roman Reigns is not involved. Fiend versus Strowman is not a good matchup. It, it just doesn't work the way they think it's going to. They do the Strowman um, doing a uh, suplex, is it? Off the top of the top rope anyway, regardless, whatever they do. And it breaks the ring. Um, <laughs> with, with a, with, I know Joe's going to talk about this later. With a referee bump. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
we'll 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 come to that at the end. But, you know, um, that was the best. That was the best bit of the. That was the best bit. Yeah. The last. That was the best bit of the last fifteen days, right? <laughs> I'm, not just talk, I'm not even just talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that was the aftershock on that bad boy, right? So he managed to keep his feet, and then the second wave of that aftershock just <laughs> flew out the ring. It was like interpretive dance, wasn't it? Honestly, I've, I, 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 don't, I had to rewind it for that moment. I was yeah. like, that, that is insane as a ref bounce. It's already been turned into a thousand gifts, mate. It's already, I've seen it a thousand times just on Twitter streams. It's, 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 it is amazing. It is amazing. Um, and then you get Roman Reigns coming out after this, um, signing a co- signs the contract at the top of the ramp. I don't know why you wouldn't do that before you come out, but he signs the contract at the top of the ramp, runs down the ramp and, you know, tries to pin the fiend. I was shouting at me TV, pin Strowman, don't pin the Fiend. Don't pin, like, you know, go for Strowman. But obviously, Fiend kicks out twice. And he ends up winning it by uh, by finally defeating Strowman after a second, after at least an, a, another spear and a bit more offense. Um, and a low blow to the, the Fiend, which I think yeah. is relatively important in terms of the heel dynamic as well. Makes me wonder why they didn't need... Like, there's no need for Heyman as yet. I think if... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll have my thoughts. I don't enough talking on this, but Luke, um, what do you think of Roman Reigns' heel turn? Are you happy that Roman Reigns ends up being the champion at the end of the night? No. Because, no? No. Because I just think, you just come back, right? And it, for, for me, now, it's, 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 what I said, it's what I said earlier about being predictable. Everyone knew that was going to happen. Like, as soon as you come back at SummerSlam, you knew it was going to be a payback. Like they made up the whole the whole the whole time they were going oh is he signing the contract he's not signing the contract well obviously the promoted him is going to be in the match he's going to sign the contract at some point when when the Fiend and Strowman start like at no, no point did anyone think Roman Reigns isn't going to come out and win this well I don't know if you did but I, I certainly like you no, I, agree. I agree with you I agree with you I think Roman I think we all we, we did a little mini prediction beforehand um, and we all guessed Roman was going to win it I think the way they did it was clever. I'm not a big fan of the old ring collapsing. They've used that far too many times in, in yeah. recent history. It should be very sparse, and they've used, I've seen it too many times in, in now. But the fact that, um, you know, he took advantage of the fact that the match had already gone ahead, that he, what, he ends up being a heel at the end of it, I think all of that made it different enough. The fact that he is a heel makes this more interesting. And, and I think, you know, the low blow... <laughs> The fact he came out with a chair, the fact he's taken advantage of them being down, all of that is very heel behaviour. There is no doubt that Roman Reigns has come back a heel. Yeah, I, I, I just wish he hadn't won the title straight away. I wish they'd have left it for another pay-per-view or something or kind of built it a bit more rather than just like, oh, it was, it was back last week and now, now he's got the title straight away. And I just felt, I felt that's, I, I just personally felt like that's a bit poor because now I can't see anyone beating Reigns. He's just going to have that now to WrestleMania. So every match is in is going to win. And that's how, but, like, so it's too predictable for me. And I agree with you up to the point where I think what's going to happen at Rumble or Mania, the big one's going to be when he turns on Heyman. And then Heyman brings Lesnar back and you get Lesnar reigns. So I think that's where this ends up going. Oh, that's interesting. I wondered if you could do Punk. If you could do what, sorry? CM Punk. I don't. I don't, I, I don't think Punk's coming back, mate. I know you keep going for it. I don't think Punk's coming back. I love, I love the idea, but it's just not, it's not even on the, <laughs> it's just not. But I love it. That would be good. I think the only way I'll be happy with it is if they don't drag a storyline out now with him and the Fiend, which I think they're going to do. But I just don't, because as we said before, I don't want the Fiend to be in the title picture. If you're going, if they're going to give him the belt for one, one episode, 
and now he's lost it straight away. I don't want him to like a drawn out feud with with Roman Reigns now. I just I just hope it's someone else. It yeah. will be it will be the thing though next next pay. Well, yeah. That's it what will, annoying. That's, that's, that's what's annoying. Be the thing. But I but but Reigns will get rid of the fiend, and, and Strowman will probably be involved in that too. I, I don't think that's going anywhere. The Strowman being taken out, I think he's sticking around. So I, I think they're going to go for a bit of a muddled main event picture. Um, I, I just think it makes the fiend look poor. Yes, I think he's. I think his character's lost all of its lost all of its power. I think his character's lost all of its appeal now. He's not as big a draw as he wants. That's just not that's, that's, I suppose because I'm about... that's not raw, isn't it? As well, is it not raw? I mean, not that that matters. That, would that matter? No, that's true. That's true. Just trying to make excuses for um, just make excuses for CM Punk being the one that comes back at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So we have we we have managed to recap and look at the results of Payback, SummerSlam, and Takeover Thirty in uh, in pretty swift pretty swift going to be fair so all it does now is to take a look at the results how did it actually turn out when it came to the to the prediction league um so joe scored joe and luke you both scored exactly the same points with five i came in one behind with four yeah five and we had in the league we had one very very big winner and that was dave Dave came through with seven points. Oh what? Yeah, he was he 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 scouted it very well. So the league looks like this. Tom got five points, so he's ahead with twenty, then Dave with nineteen, then Joe with seventeen. The collective audience score, because there's people that, that that vote but don't leave a name, so I put the collective audience together. They've got seventeen points. I've got sixteen, Luke's got fifteen, and Kaz is in the is is drawing up the end with fourteen points. All to play for. It's not much in it at all. It's all to play for. We've got plenty of pay-per-views. This week's round winner was um, Morgan Rothwell, who's now won it for a second time. So Morgan Rothwell on Twitter at Morgan Rothwell 3 has now won his uh, their second T-shirt. So wow. that will be coming this week. Um, where, so they, they, they got it. Pardon? Where are they in the league? They're not in the league because they haven't played every round. So they wouldn't be able to, they, they can't qualify, unfortunately. To be in the league, you have to play every single round or else you'd end up being way, way behind. So, but they have won it twice now. So fair play to them. They, they, they won it with eight. For a while, I thought I was buying Dave a t-shirt. <laughs> so, and I know he's been desperate for a Brie Bella t-shirt for a long time now. I'm just refusing to buy it for him. So if you want to get involved, our next... Um, our next episode will be towards the end of September. Clash of Champions is September 27th. So a week before that, we will be predicting it. We will be giving you the opportunity to get involved with your own predictions and win WWE merch. And it's all completely free. If you want to get involved in the conversation, then find us on social media. The Wrestling Predict Cast on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Um, I think we've spoken for a long time there, fellas. So uh, thank you very much. And I'll see you for Clash of Champions. Thank you.